Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. So I am still a homeschooling mom. I am currently reading books to my two youngest children and so we're working through Sunlight D, which is early American history. And I read the books that are not already on Audible and make them listen to the ones that already are. So (laughs) that's just how we are working our homeschooling in this season. And there's a new book. It was called Alamo All-Stars. It was a Nathan Hale Hazardous Tales, which is a graphic novel discussing the, yeah, the downfall of the Alamo. Very creatively drawn, very creatively told. Uh, I was a little taken aback to find that my nine-year-old sat next to me on the couch and literally shook with laughter most of the time I was reading it. I mean, there's enough kind of funny little stories and the people who are telling the story, the color commentary, uh, he just found their sense of humor absolutely wonderful. Well, anytime my son will sit and wiggle with laughter, uh, over a history book, I'm like, okay, let's let's get them all. <laughs> and so I went and ordered the first nine volumes. And honestly, I was a little bit hesitant. I mean, they came in boxed sets. So, you know, that's nice on the pocketbook. But if I had chosen, I would not have chosen the Donner Party as my example of a let's head west story. I mean, it's just a pretty gruesome tale. And Looking over the other titles, you know, you could tell there's one about World War One, something like Trenches, Horror, Mud and Blood or something. I mean, just like, I mean, indeed, it was awful. But so there's a definite focus on intensity. I mean, the first one is called One Dead Spy. And (laughs) so, uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I started reading to my boys, starting with volume one. And they thought that was lovely, or maybe not lovely, but highly entertaining. And they were ready for book number two. And so I pulled that one out. And that one was about the Clash of the Ironclads. And so Civil War era stuff, very entertaining, very interesting. We have these really almost superhuman feats that are so well told and So that was awesome. I mean, we live in Virginia, which is, it's its own world. So all of that loved it. And then it was the Donner Party. And I did not finish that one with the boys. They were kind of like, oh, if they say it's going to get really bad, let's just be done now. (laughs) And so I kind of read ahead and was like, no, it's quite bad. Yes, actually, it's really bad. And so they ended a little early, but... I didn't. And so the the next book in the series was World War One. And you know, in college I had studied World War One and World War Two. I had an entire class. It was one of my favorite classes. Just so marvelous the research that the professor had done and really how World War One and World War Two had shaped our modern nation, I mean, not our nation, I mean, partially, but the world, I mean, that the boundaries of the countries. And when you think about World War One, that people went into it riding horses, and they came out riding tanks, that people went into it with zeppelins, and they came out with bomber planes. I mean, it's kind of amazing, honestly, what happened in those four years, five years. Anyway, 
1914 to, what was it, 1918, when all the guns went silent on November 11th at 11 a.m. And so how do you tell the story of a global conflict in one book? Well, it's pretty intense, right? So, um, but it's so, again, so well told and the poison I raced through it, but every year it started off with Ares, the God of war as kind of a metaphor of what was happening. And he starts off and he's, um, portrayed as a kind of like a Spartan warrior. And then you keep going and every year he becomes more grotesque and cruel and, uh, with more bullets or missiles all over him. And, until by the end, it's actually incredibly a terrifying image and yet not at all inappropriate. I mean, when you read and it says a million men died in this battle and a million men died in this battle and on the Eastern front, so many men died, they didn't even count them. <laughs> like it was literally uncountable how many men died. And, and you read these things and it's gone in the space that I just said, like, that horrifying statistic. And uh, anyway, so the boys and I, we finished it, you know, and my youngest is like, okay, what's the next book? And I'm like, I, I don't know, go play. You know, I need to take a nap. And I found by the end of that day, I was so grumpy, just cranky as all get out. And I got up the next morning and I was still just like beside myself, cranky. And uh, I finally was like, hey, Phil, I need you to come in here. I just need you to hug me because I am just like practically suicidal. I don't like what is going on? What is this about? And on the one hand, anytime I feel suicidal, it's like, okay, well, clearly that's the spirit of death. And this is just a note here. When I say I feel suicidal, it's like, I wish I were dead would be part of that or like, I don't think the world is worth living. And to me, that is part of the normal range of human emotions. I remember once confessing this to a homeopath and I was, you know, I was kind of like, I don't really want to tell you this because I don't want you to lock me up. Like, I don't think I'm actually insane. I just have these unpleasant thoughts occasionally. And she said, oh, that's actually really normal. You know, you don't need to worry about that. And so, uh, anyway. I'm just saying that as a (laughs) little release valve in case you're worried about my mental health. I was worried about my mental health in that case, but I was like, okay, Phil comes and hugs me and I just sit with him for a minute with his arm around me. Am I going to be able to like emotionally get his stability (laughs) so I'm not quite so crazy? And after about five minutes, all of a sudden I was like, (gasps) in the last week I've read about the Alamo, which is death and murder in cold blood, like, because it wasn't just the Alamo, it was like another Texas massacre as well. And then I read about the Donner Party, which was horrific. And then I read the entire story of World War One. And I mean, tucked in there, there's also the Clash of the Ironclads and the Dead Spy, which by comparison, I mean, they were sad stories, but not nearly, (laughs) not nearly the intensity of those others. And it was like, oh, I don't think I'm actually meant to be able to get through that much really intense history in that short of a period of time. And I don't even think that it's necessarily that the books are 
bad because I think they were incredibly well done. I don't even know that they're carrying a bad spirit. I just think that is every one of those situations was one that (laughs) dealt with deep injustice, that involved bloodshed, and involved just things like really poor decisions, people being absolute fools that led to downfall. Just like... (laughs) It's hard to even express how much darkness there is in the world. And it was almost like I had said, oh yeah, let's just absorb a whole lot of this in a short period of time because there's amusing illustrations. Oh, and so I repented before the Lord. And honestly, within, I mean, I could say from that moment on, I was a different person, but it was incredibly noticeable to me that I got up. I figured out how to go about my day. I had a really lovely day. You know, I'm just saying the things of the spirit are intense. And I think I did not realize or enter into how intense they are or how intense they can be because it seems like all I'm doing is reading a, a graphic novel that's intended for children to portray history in an amusing way. Yeah. So Lord, it's astonishing to me (laughs) the amount of, I don't know if I would say like spiritual discernment or intensity that we can pick up as little human antennas. (laughs) And so Lord, I'm asking for myself, I'm asking for those who are listening that we would be able to handle the intensity that comes our way. Who? Yeah. Lord, that you would give us wisdom to know what is appropriate and what is too much. And Lord, that if we do come under the weight of the world, (laughs) that we would just remember to hand it back to you. Lord Jesus, thank you that you died. That your blood actually covered us, all the bloodshed on this earth. And so we ask that you would have mercy on this broken, hurting world. Thank you, Lord. Amen.